Hello and welcome to Assertive Radiance. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today's episode, What is your legacy? Today, I am going to share the importance of planning for our legacy. Although it's not easy to do, as it requires some sacrifices, in the long run, it is always rewarding. Every year at around this time, I always reflect on what I have accomplished and what I haven't yet. And I also take the time to plan for next year. What's different this year is that I am no longer just thinking about myself. I am consciously planning what my legacy will be. I'm asking myself, what do I want to leave behind that will have an amazing impact for future generations? I came across a Chinese proverb that says, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. The proverb suggests that when we consciously decide to take some definite positive actions today, we can leave behind something amazing that will benefit future generations. All it takes is to make a slight shift, a tiny effort, like planting an apple seeds in the soil so that in 20 years our children can have an easier time to feed themselves or go through life. Sometimes we might feel too small to make a difference. However, the story I'm going to share with you today will show you that you can make a difference no matter who you are. The story started in September when I visited my sister, Sonia, in Quebec, Canada. The first night, once everyone had arrived from work, my 20-year-old niece, Laura, looked at me her face radiating with excitement, and she said, Auntie Nadia, I've got some amazing news for you. I smiled and said, go on. Laura, unable to resist any longer, said, I am buying Grandma's home. I look at her, perplexed, wondering who's Grandma? Because at one point I was thinking maybe it is her boyfriend's Grandma. My sister chimed in and said she's buying our mom's home. I turned to Laura to congratulate her on her huge investment. And then I asked Sonia, how was that possible? To help you understand the story, my mom got sick two years ago and Sonia moved her into an assisted living facility. At first, it was temporary until she got better. But then COVID hit and then my mom realized she was better off at the residence. During that time, my sister took care of my mom's duplex. My sister was thinking at one point to buy the dwelling, but she didn't have the required 20% down to buy the income property. In late August, Laura and her boyfriend were looking for homes, but couldn't find anything in their price range. At one point, they came home and showed a picture of a duplex and it looked similar to my mom's house. That's when it clicked. Sonia then suggested to Laura to buy our mom's duplex. Laura loved the idea, and since they planned to live in the principal residence, then they only have to come up with 5% down. The next task was to ask our mom. For a week, Sonia dreaded calling, 
She prepared a long list of counter-arguments and then called. She went straight to the point. Mom, Laura would like to buy your duplex. What do you think? And Mom said, Yeah, that would be an amazing idea. She's a very responsible girl and I trust she will take good care of it. Never anticipating an easy yes, Sonia looked at her useless list without knowing what to say next. It took her a minute to come around. She thanked Mom and shared the news with Laura and her boyfriend. In today's episode, I want to share with you the amazing story of this particular duplex. It's a story about the courage to do what is right over what's easy and how to appreciate what falls in our hands, even though at the time it wasn't wrapped in a nice package. It's also a story about my mom's many sacrifices to help future generations. In around 1940s, this home was actually the countryside school. In the early 60s, the home happened to be located where they wanted to build the freeway. Rather than destroying it, a man bought it and got it moved in the village and converted it into a duplex. In the 1970s, my paternal grandfather purchased it. In the early 80s, a lot was going on. The unemployment rate and the mortgage interest were very high and many struggled financially, including my parents. We were about to lose our home in the country. When my dad was small, he and his siblings suffered at the hands of their stepmother. At one point, the family intervened and the seven siblings were separated. And I know that my dad's biggest fear was for all five of us to be separated. His childhood wound made him take desperate measure to keep all of us together. He unethically managed to get hold of his dad's home. When my granddad died, my paternal uncle was shocked to see that the house deed was in my mother's name. My dad owed a lot of money to many people, so he put the house under my mother's name to safeguard the asset. Unhappy about this discovery, my uncle called my mom and asked for an explanation. At that moment, she had a choice. That choice is what I was referring to earlier as when you choose to plant a tree or when you think you are too small to make a positive difference. At that moment, my mom was faced with a difficult choice. On one side, she knew within months that she was going to be homeless with five kids under 15. She also knew that nobody wanted to rent to a single mom on welfare with five kids in the city. They were concerned about the noise, amongst other things. On the other side, she was given a free home. But how it had landed in her hands was unethical. I cannot say it was illegal because the documents were signed at the notary, but let's just say that it wasn't fair for all my father's siblings. So on that day, my mom chose to tell my uncle the truth. She said she disagreed with my dad's plan but went along with it because she was pushed against the wall. I don't exactly know all the details. Let's just say that my dad could be pretty persuasive when he wanted something. My uncle then said, would you like to make things right? 
And she said, yes. Today, as I tell you the story, you might think, what's the big deal? However, at the time, my mom lived in fear of the unknown. She was a staying-at-home mom who just got a legal separation. She had not worked for more than 15 years, had no formal education, and had no income other than welfare. When she said, yes, I want to make it right, at that moment, she wasn't thinking about herself. She was thinking about all of us. She did not want the rest of the family to resent us. Knowing my mom's good heart and predicament, my uncle also decided to act for the greater good. He said, How about we sell you the house as is for $20,000 and I will co-sign for your loan. And that is how my mom took possession of the house. I was about 13 when we moved in. Although my mom was going through major changes, before the move, she mustered the strength to quit smoking. She said she did not want the smell of cigarette in her new home. Her saying became my winning strategy when kids at school would want me to smoke with them. I told them, you know what? For years, I used to complain about my mom's smoking habit, and she just quit. Living in a smoke-free home feels so nice, I'm not about to start. Again, pay attention to my mom's small decisions that had huge impacts on my life choices. Now, going back to when I was in Canada this past September, I visited my other uncle, my mom's brother, Paul and his wife, Aunt Monique. Since they live in the same village as where my mom's duplex is, I told them about my niece being in the process of buying it. Then to my amazement, I found out that Aunt Monique not only went to that countryside school as a student, she also taught there as well. She shared how at the time there was a huge wood fire in the middle of the room and the girls sat on one side and the boys on the other side. She said in the back there was a shed to store burning wood. In winter, it took until about lunchtime for the class to warm up. They studied with their coat on. As you can see, my niece and her boyfriend didn't just buy a duplex. They purchased an amazing story. Notice something. The original intent of the dwelling was to educate, and it did exactly that for more than 80 years. You see, the true meaning of education is to educe from within, to draw out, and this home has precisely done that. My mom's first lesson was the power of a cooperative alliance with my uncle in saying, yes, I want to do things right to him, she managed to own something that truly belonged to her without feeling guilty. She chose to be fair and honest, and that eased her conscience. It took a lot of self-control and personal sacrifices to stay within a strict budget and pay the bank loan. For instance, we never ate fast food. We learned to cook and share the little we had. It wasn't a lot, but it was delicious. I remember the time we moved 
the house was a mess. For instance, there was an oil furnace in the middle of the main room, and the wood floor was covered with some 1970s fake grass carpet. It only had two bedrooms, but we needed three, so we drywalled the living room and turned it into my mom's bedroom. My older siblings and I learned to tape and finish drywall and paint. It was all hands on deck. Yes, we were squished like sardine compared to our country home, but at least we were all together. Over the years, my mom paid the first bank loan. Then she would reborrow again to get enough money to, let's say, replace the windows or remodel the kitchen. She did that for 30 years. In the later years, although my mom had no formal education, she was known in the village as a very energetic old lady who knew how to deal with money. Sometimes we don't realize how a simple yes can change many lives. My mom said many yeses. She took a stance and she chose honesty, integrity, patience, resilience, and self-control. My mom's home turned out to be a unique heritage for Laura and her boyfriend. Who could have predicted that my mom's yeses for the greater good would create such an amazing ripple effect, benefiting my niece and her boyfriend? There's also another thing I didn't mention. My mom didn't just teach me. She taught my sister too. And my mom's values, mainly about saving, were passed on to Laura. I mentioned earlier that they needed 5% down to get possession of the home. It's still a lot of money, but Laura and her boyfriend are ready. Both have been working hard for the past four years and have been putting money away. And together, they had enough money to put down and qualify for a mortgage. To save even more, they plan to use the upstairs portion of the duplex and keep renting the downstairs unit because it has more perks and the rent is higher. The rental unit pays for three-quarters of their mortgage, freeing Laura from working long hours at minimum wages and allowing her to return to school and get her college diploma in business management. The duplex has kept her true purpose, to provide a safe space to help Laura and her boyfriend draw from within allowing them to create something extraordinary for the next generations to come. I sincerely hope that this message resonates with you. If you feel that it can help a friend, please share it. Stay safe, healthy, and let's chat next month. Have a fabulous day.